Hey! Where did you get those clothes? At the toilet store? Three squares? You can't spare three squares? No, I don't have a square to spare. I can't spare a square. I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes. And welcome back once again to the Gag Reel Podcast, the unnecessary and very unasked for podcast about comedy movies, comedy television, because no one asked us to. I am your host, Ryan Scanlon, and I'm joined, per the usual, by my brother Will. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. I'm excited to be chatting here today, and uh, we're oh, yeah? also joined joined by the third chair, my sister Rebecca. Yo, yo, yo. What's going on, Rebecca? I am chilling, drinking coffee, and enjoying my morning. I got a new job at a factory, by the way, <laughs> but I lost it after I pushed the wrong button. What we make at this factory has yet to be determined and never will be. All right, so today we got a doozy. We got a double doozy. Yeah. Double feature today for the cult classic, maybe, maybe to a very small cult, comedy UHF, written by Weird Al Yankovic, kind of at the peak of his uh, his fame in, in the 1980s. And I'm excited to kind of dive into why this movie failed so hard, because it has some really funny ideas and some really fun scenes in it. And I think... Maybe if it would have been pushed harder, it could have done better, but uh, maybe not. I don't know. Uh, we're gonna, but we're pairing that with the brand new movie that is co-written by Weird Al Yankovic, Weird: The Al Yankovic Story, a Roku production, because that's the era we're living in. It could be its own parody feature film on its own. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I should we just hop in, hop in the the time machine, and go back to UHF land and. Yeah, let's take a trip back to 1989. That's the time machine move. <laughs> That's a weird sounding time machine. Do it again. Oh, uh, we went too far back. We got to go forward a few years. We're in the 40s, guys. This sucks. Okay. Guys, we're in the 60s. This sucks. It makes different sounds for backward and forward? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Now we're in the 60s. Get us to 1989. This is 82. What are you doing? This is worse than a TARDIS. I'm sorry. Are we there? Okay. All right. We're in 1989, Scandinavia. I don't... Okay. This is good enough. We'll walk. <laughs> we'll walk. <laughs> Channel 62 has the lowest ratings in the history of television. What they need is a new station manager. No, not him. Forget it. No way. A man of action. Ah! A man of courage. A man of vision. What's your name? Billy. Billy what? What they get is a man so desperate, he'll put anyone on the air. Yeah, UHF came out in 1989. It was directed by Jay Levy and uh, written by Weird Al and Levy. Jay Levy was also his manager. They had, uh, oh. after 1985's Weird Al in 3D was his second successful studio album with Eat It instead of the film, uh, the uh, Michael Jackson's song Beat It as a, as a parody of that song being a huge charter, big popular song. You know, they started to think of some other avenues that he could take his comedy stylings. So they were like, well, let's do a movie. And so they came up with an outline of, you know, parody scenes of other movies because, you know, 
parody is Weird Al's thing. And they came up with a, a, a frame around it. So they started chopping it around and got nose for about three years until this tiny brand new production company called uh, Cinecorp which just sounds like a parody of a production company, said that, you know, this could be a good idea. So they got Orion Pictures to, you know, fork over $5 million and they started making the movie. Did not do well in the theaters and did not do well critically. A lot of the critics weren't necessarily dogging the movie, but they didn't cut it much slack. They just didn't know how to review a movie that felt more like a series of unconnected scenes than a real movie itself. But commercially, it did not do well. So at the time the film was made, Orion Pictures was not doing so great, and they got very excited from the test screenings of this film. Apparently it was one of the most successful test screenings in Orion Pictures history. So they got very excited. They started to leave fresh strawberries beside Weird Al's bed. <laughs> uh, when he'd wake up every morning, he'd wake up to fresh strawberries. And they'd start, they were telling him all sorts of things like he was going to be the savior of their company. Oh, man. And, um, That's nice. Then, and they, they, got, they got so excited that they decided to release the movie on July 21st, 1989, the middle of the summer. And they were sure that this was the blockbuster to revive the company. Now, little oh, baby no. history on the year 1989. Uh, guess what all came out in the summer of 1989? We've got Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Oh, wow. Ghostbusters 2. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, Lethal Weapon 2, Batman, License to Kill, When Harry Met Sally, Do the Right Thing, and Weekend at Bernie's. All of which huge commercial hits, many of which were highly anticipated before coming out, and most of which, for better or worse, still get talked about today. Man, that was a year. Poor little UHF. Yeah, putting a little baby, yeah, Weird Al movie in the middle of all of this was... There's no way he was going to, you know, like, take any of those down. Like, that's crazy. It bombed hard, very hard, made almost no money, and didn't make it through the rest of that month uh, in theaters. But, um, yeah, it put Weird Al into a slump for three whole years, and he didn't get out of it until he came up with Smells Like Nirvana and um, started doing parodies in the 90s all over again. But the legacy did live on. UHF became a cult classic over time. And out-of-print copies on videotape were selling for hundreds of dollars. And Oh, wow. Yeah, when it was finally released on DVD, it be became a top 10 bestseller. So, yeah, it, it, it got its cult classic stance. But, yeah, it just was a tiny movie that got really, really overhyped by the people who made it. That's good to hear that, uh, you know, there was an audience when it came to DVD because as a kind of like, you know, somewhat of a comedy dork, like this is one I never hear people talk about. And, you know, I always feel a little bummed about that because even though I wouldn't put it in like a top 10 of my all time comedies or something, I do think it like there's a great pace to it. I think there's a lot of really fun, absurd sequences. I think it, it, it's a great Fun comedy that's like worth seeing if you are a big fan of kind of absurdist comedies, especially from this era. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of things that don't work about it, but there's a lot sure. of aspects that really do just for the sake of, you know, like a fun, a fun movie. You know? Yeah, and I think compared to like, you know, police academies and like all of the Naked Gun sequels and stuff that were coming out around this time. And uh, I, I think it stands up. With those, yeah. and if, if it could have been, you know, it, at a better time, then I, I think it could have been a hit. Oh, absolutely. Um, absolutely. I agree. Becca, 
What were your thoughts on this film? Well, this was my first time watching this film. Like, I even, like, looked at Ryan and I was like, what is UHF? <laughs> and Yeah, I think that's most people's reaction. Yeah. Uh, but I watched it and I was like, wow, this is very obscure, but I kind of love how obscure it is. Just the, it, it just seems like a movie you'd make with a bunch of your friends just chilling. Yeah. And yeah. I think that type of comedy is very wholesome. I guess is the word I'd use. Just kind of mm-hmm. fun and ridiculous and uh, comforting in a weird way. Like, this is so weird and so, I don't know. And so Al? So Al, that it's comforting. Comforting has... Yeah. Yeah. I've seen it a couple times. Um, maybe maybe three. I don't remember. I, I can't remember. I can't, uh, I, I can't remember the first time I saw it. It was... But it was not too long ago. Within the last five, six years. Yeah, I probably recommended it to you and then uh, overhyped it, and then you're like, oh, okay, that's, that's okay. <laughs> I liked it, um, but yeah, there were um, there are moments that just I can't wait to get into in the spoiler cast because they just, they're fantastic. They give me vibes yeah. that I could feel that uh, maybe Mr. Show stole straight, you know, 100%, like. Yeah. yeah. And um, and then there, there are other moments, I just, um, other aspects I feel needed some work in terms of, mm. I thought the pacing was a little off sometimes. Yeah, I think definitely towards the end, it uh, it had a lot of problems just with like general movie making, storytelling, maybe being a little too playful and a little too, uh, I don't know, it, leaning into the parody rather than like focusing on making, uh, you know, an engaging movie. But uh, yeah, I, I think the the start and uh, you know as they're building up the studio, there's some amazing comedic moments. It's uh, it's a fun movie. It's um, it's one I guess I'd I'd recommend to anybody who's looking for just another wacky movie, and they've seen all the other wacky movies. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but I'd also like I wouldn't just run out to everybody who wants to watch a comedy and say, "Oh, you watch UHF? Have you heard of UHF? <laughs> UHF? You know, like you definitely have to you know go in with certain uh, in ex- expectations curbed. You know, sure. Yeah, there, there's caveats I would give someone before recommending it. But yeah, uh, I think if you are a big absurd comedy fan, if you are, I love those, you know, the the slew of parody movies that we got in the 80s. If you love all of those and you want just kind of a different flavor on it and or also just if you're a big Weird Al fan, but, you know, are OK with it not being just music because he mm-hmm. only has one song in UHF. Yeah, yeah. not not his best. Which, to my knowledge, had already been released that music video, but I probably. could be wrong. That'd be. I'm gonna. I mean, I up. imagine it was probably released promotionally before the movie came out. Could we gonna look it up? Yeah, yeah, it'd be good to know. Money for nothing slash Beverly Hillbillies <laughs> released. Oh, oh nope, it came out after the movie. It was okay. released in August yeah. on August eighth. Well, isn't that something? Yeah, that's good to know. Yeah, so it only, yeah, it only had the one Weird Al song. So lacking kind of the main thing that you're typically used to Weird Al being connected to, you know, the big pop songs. But uh, maybe you just like his kind of zany flavor of comedy, and I feel like this does deliver on that tone. Yeah, check it out. Indeed, the gag reel recommends. Yeah. It's not getting but, our gold. What what did we do? The gold medal of gag humanity. Humerity. Humerity. Gold medal of gags and humerity. Gag reel approved stamp, something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, a very fun movie, which leads us into 
the brand new feature film that I've heard actually a lot of people talking about. So I'm glad that Weird Al will have a movie that he wrote that will, you know, maybe be remembered a bit more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. This one's got the buzz. Weird colon the Al Yankovic story. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of people thinking I'm some kind of joke. Your dad and I agreed it would be best if you just stop being who you are and doing the things you love. My whole life, all I wanted. I'm afraid we found your son at a polka party. Just to make up new words to a song that already exists. Um, this one, I'm not going to get too much into the behind the scenes for in this episode because I feel like in a, in the spoiler-free episode, you should really not know anything going in. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I think there's a lot of fun surprises to this movie, and I'm really glad that I went in pretty blind, just knowing, oh, Daniel Radcliffe as Weird Al, like, I'm on board, and Weird Al wrote it, okay, I'm 100% on board. As as a fan of the, uh, you know, the forgotten UHF, of course I want to see this. And so I went in pretty blind, Definitely drank a lot with friends as we watched it. So, oh man, that would have been great. It was a great time. I might want to rewatch it sober, but yeah, <laughs> it was a uh, great to see all those surprises, and they probably hit me even harder in that state. But uh, very, very fun movie, and um, yeah, I'm curious what you uh, what you thought of it, Becca, since you watched this before you watched UHF. I did. It, uh, I I did watch it sober as well. It was a good movie. Like, y'all, I don't really want to spoil anything. And I feel like if I get too excited talking about it, I'm definitely going to spoil something. But it did have a lot more music than the UHF, obviously. And it was just, it was a fun romp. A fun romp in the hay. And it was also comforting. So if you want to watch a wholesome, weird, comforting movie, there you go. Will, did you have a weird time with the Al Yankovic story? Oh, you know I did. Um, I thought it was really good. Um, I came in knowing a little bit more. I just knew there was one scene I was supposed to expect that was supposed to be great. And I knew aspects about the comparison between his life and, and, and the Weird Al in the movie's life. And so I was kind of, I was knowing, I knew a little more, but I didn't really know that much. But it was kind of like playfully teased. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I still really enjoyed it. I saw the trailer and I was like, oh, okay, this is going to be just like another favorite musical biopic comedy yeah, of yeah. mine, Walk Hard. And I was really impressed at how a lot of the humor was instead just very Weird Al and not just. And uh, I, I was impressed by that because I was like, eh, it's not going to be as good as Walk Hard. And it was good in an entirely different way. I do think there are comparisons to make for sure in a lot yeah. of aspects because it is in, in some aspects, and you could see this in the trailers, a little bit of a parody of uh, typical musical biopics, mm -hmm. just like Walk Hard is, obviously. But yeah, it takes you two people can make the same parody of the same thing in, in their own complete way. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. And uh, I feel like Weird Al's always been a little bit more amped up, a little bit more not afraid to be cheesy, like not much different camp of comedy than Judd Apatow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was really a uh, really fun movie. I really enjoyed it. Indeed. Yeah, I uh, I was expecting a bit of a kind of legacy picture uh, comedically, given you know uh, 
how, how big of an influence he's had on comedy and how big of a kind of a figure he's been for so long. But it was still nice to see the the performers that they did get for it, the comedic performers that did appear in the movie. I was super happy with, and I'm excited to like dive. I'm excited to dive into those individual performances and characters. Yeah. In uh, in our part two episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. Without getting into with it, while staying within the the frame of the the trailer reveals some of the cast like some of the larger cats was fantastic i thought rain wilson was a fantastic dr demento <laughs> and um originally it was going to be Patton oswalt and i'm kind of glad they went with rain i thought just like the beard alone <laughs> makes it work that's true yeah i, I do love Patton oswalt very well loved comedian and i think he did maybe end up in the film yeah uh, he did to he, be decided he did maybe have a, possibly a role in it <laughs> I also thought Evan Rachel Wood was a fantastic Madonna. Yes. yes. There's great uh there's a great love for kind of alt comedy in this too. Uh, oh, absolutely. Which is really neat to see. And um yeah, I wonder how much of that was like Weird Al's personal picks versus people uh that the director was picking or I got the deets on that. Oh, he's got oh, the okay. deets. Yeah. Yeah. So I his, guess I'll just say this right now. That's not spoiling nothing. Yeah. The, the entire cast out of like pretty much everyone in the movie when it came to cameos and roles here and there were all out of Weird Al's personal holiday mailing list. Everybody <laughs> he's close enough to send a Christmas card to every year. Nice. He, 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 you know, offered them a role okay. in the movie. That's great. That's great. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, but yeah, it, it's his Rolodex is very full then because... Mm-hmm. Uh, there's an amazing cast of uh, co- comedians that are all like within a similar kind of, I feel like, Venn diagram of comedy here as, as Weird Al. And I'm super excited to talk about all the specific folks in our, our part two episode. Yeah. Full spoiler cast, full Weird Al, double feature, getting wild and, and, and nasty, maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. We're definitely getting weird. Definitely getting weird. The Al Yankovic story. What do you guys think of the fact that it was on the Roku channel? See, like, on one hand, I'm just like, that's really obscure. On the other hand, it's free. And if even if you don't have a Roku device, you can watch it on your laptop and stuff. So I'm just like, it's really available, you know? I thought it was brilliant. Like, just making it available for everybody with the Roku. Yeah, it's. I mean, we're in this weird... You know, world right now where there's so many streaming services and they're all fighting for content, but that that's made this an amazing moment for creators because there's yeah. just so many ways for you to get good comedy out there. Good that's anything how a community movie is going to get made. Really? I mean, holy yeah. crap! It's happening on Peacock. Yeah. If, <laughs> if, if you are a relatively you know a well-known person, or you know if you have a believable enough to you know produce scripts it seems like you can get it out there and i'm so glad that this is like because of all this even though the bad history of uhf it, it it's allowed you know weird out to have this second movie mm-hmm. yeah and uh despite like probably it wouldn't have happened if this was the typical kind of studio structure and studios were more nervous about throwing millions and millions of dollars at something like this yeah yeah Eight mil. Yeah, which I mean, it isn't, which is a very small budget nowadays. Yeah, it's pretty tiny. So I, I'm glad they were able to get this movie out of it, and like it, it feel it's well paced, and it, it really feels like a full feature film. Doesn't feel like a TV movie per se. No, that's um, a movie. It, it might in some 
Felt like a movie. I mean, uh, due to the nitty picky, it might look like a TV movie just in the way it's shot. But uh, I've seen comedies with higher budgets look even more TV esque. That is accurate. Yeah, uh, and yet arguably UHF would be one of those. <laughs> yeah. Well, that that one had a smaller budget, but it's still like it was using real cameras at a real. Yeah, TV. that's true. But I've uh, I've seen a handful of uh, hell <laughs> Adam Sandler movies, which have some of the highest comedy budgets out there, look way worse. That, Not wrong. Yep. <laughs> and uh, before we dive off of this and into the recommendations, uh, yeah, I just I, I want to talk a little bit about Radcliffe's performance because I mean that's something that's very present in the trailers. I don't think that'd be much of a spoiler to chat about. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it is. Yeah, we haven't gotten into the rad. The rad of Cliff. I think there is like this kind of good balance you have to have in this of uh, having drama that you know the viewer is somewhat on board for. I feel like you have to somewhat, at least even though the drama is very absurd, (laughs) you have to still believe it a bit. And I I think Radcliffe really walked that line super well. Oh, absolutely. I'm a train wreck. My parents wrote me off. I pushed away my band. You're all just a bunch of normals. I'm the weird one. The dude's got acting chops. You know, (laughs) I've been watching, we've had him, we've been watching um, Harry Potter at my house uh-huh. and just kind of seeing the comparison of the weird owl performance and his yeah. versus like little child boy man little baby daniel radcliffe it's very funny just watching that difference and just and the weird thing is weird owl was in the first harry potter movie he played the owl i heard um, that he, weird owl yeah, yeah weird weird owl yeah it was really really high concept comedy that uh for most people it it just blew right past them he had to keep showing up outside the set. He wasn't allowed on the set for days on end. <laughs> there is a deleted scene with him just dress up in full owl garb, and it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. A lot of reasons why it didn't work. But um, you know what did work, maybe, is uh, these movies that we are, are that we're about to recommend. Actually, I might cut out all that weird owl talk, so let's see. Uh, <laughs> no, don't. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, I think we should... Uh, I think we should hop into our recommendations on our kind of comedies that we find maybe similar in different ways. Uh, Will, what do you what do you recommend to a folk that like? I'll take la- UHF give me last. Or... Give me last. Becca, what do you recommend to a folk that liked um, UHF and or liked weird the Al- Alfred Dankovic story? I'm gonna kind of steal what uh, Will was talking about earlier. And um, Harry Potter. No, yeah, Potter. highly recommended. <laughs> well, yes, I do recommend that. Which I feel like everyone now is going to watch Harry Potter because of that bit we just did. But are, are they? <laughs> but what you got? Walk hard. So Walker. Walker. Texas Walker. Because it is just as weird, and it's another move um, music biopic. And why not? That is my recommendation. It's, great. it's one of my favorite movies ever. Yeah, yeah, I'd say, like, definitely top comedies of the 21st century kind of thing. Like, yeah, hilarious movie. Soon we'll do that one, but not today. Um, Ryan, what do you recommend? You know, I uh, I think I've copped out and thrown a TV show people's way before instead of a movie, and I'm going to do that again. In the, uh, I think it was the fourth or fifth season of Comedy Bang Bang, the slightly kind of an interview show, but really just more of a sketch comedy variety show that Scott Ackerman hosted on uh, IFC that was, uh, you know, 
Criminally underwatched, uh, Weird Al became the musical host after Reggie Watts bailed out. And Mm. I think it was a perfect fit. I think even the seasons with Reggie Watts, it's a very similar style of humor to Weird Al. And it's just kind of a fun kind of extension of Weird Al's comedy if you go and watch those seasons of Comedy Bang Bang. I think it was just season five because I thought season four was half Reggie and half... uh... Oh, that's right. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, I I am incorrect. Yeah, go watch season five of Comedy Bang Bang. Plenty of episodes there with Weird Al as, like, the co-host slash, like, he got his own comedy sketch bits in there. Like, Mm. there's just a lot of great Weird Al comedy on this show that was already, like, failing really hard. And uh, I think they just kind of were having fun with at that point. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, Scott but, Ackerman tells people to shut up when they when they say, "Oh, your show got canceled." He's like, "Shows don't get canceled after five seasons; they end." <laughs> That's true. It was a great show, though, and uh, yeah, I feel like a little underrated for uh, some of the comedy bits that they pulled off in it. Yeah, yeah, good show, and uh, yeah, d- um, I found I at, for a while I was kind of hesitant about rewatching because I was like, "Oh yeah," but they're like celebrity interviews of the time. And so I'm just like, maybe I'll, it'll feel dated. And so then I went back and started rewatching. I was like, okay, no, this is just as funny. And it's it's. I not. feel like it was only ever, you know, out of the 20 minutes of the episode, maybe 30 seconds is interview. It was always just an yeah. excuse for and bits. Even, even it, like in the podcast, you know, they'll do plugs for stuff that's coming out. Now, they don't even have that in the yeah. show. You know, it's just Joseph Gordon-Levitt pops in and is weird for a second. And, uh-huh. Yeah, John Hamm being John Hamm. <laughs> uh, it's a fun show. Highly recommended. It's uh, available right now. It's kind of hard to... If you have AMC Plus, you could watch it. Yeah, that's, that's uh, the world we're living in. Yep. Used to be on Netflix, not anymore. But, you know, if you see it pop up somewhere, give it a shot. Yeah, I am sh- I'm. I think, yeah, AMC Plus, and I'm pretty sure it's on one of those free channels like Pluto or something like that every once in a while. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's somewhere. And then I guess I'm going to recommend a weird one because we already did one that's on the nose, one that's got more Weird Al. Um, this one, I guess if you saw weird already, you'll, you know, there's a bit of a connection there, but, um, no spoilers, but, uh, it's kind of got the wackiness and a similar kind of vibe in terms of the, uh, the, 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 the warm hearted nature, but it's still just as absurd. And that would be uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I... It's not, it's not the same, but it's just a tone that just kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think, yeah, it's definitely even way way more of like an alt comedy kind of classic comparatively to this. Oh, yeah. Uh, which, yeah, it definitely, if you've somehow never seen Pee-wee's Big Adventure, go give it a watch. Or if you are a fan of Pee-wee's Big Adventure and weren't really crazy about like Big Top Pee-wee, the <laughs> yeah. Pee-wee movie that they made for Netflix a few years ago was actually really fun. And uh, oh, yeah. I'm blanking on the name of that. Let me look that up. Uh, Pee-wee's Big Holiday uh 2016 very fun yeah that was co-written by uh paul rust of comedy bang bang uh yep. writing fame so yeah very very fun movie uh, both he's of actually obviously. back on the podcast a few about a month a month oh, or two nice. ago hadn't been on in a long time but uh yeah i think uh i think that that's it for this part one of the weird al double feature come back next time for our full spoilers on uhf and Weird, the Al Yankovic story, which I'm crazy excited for because uh, both of these movies are so fun. And uh, the new one is uh, has some great surprises in it that I, I'm excited to talk about with anyone. So it, it should be a yeah. good time. Fun Indeed. movie. Fun discussion. 
And I'm excited. And we will see you next time. Yeah, and as always, go check out our social media stuff at GagRealPod on Facebook, Twitter, or go and uh, write in to us uh, at GagRealPod at gmail.com. That's not right. Haven't uh, touched the Twitter in a while, and now I'm realizing that was probably a good thing. Hey, yeah, that's true. GagRealPod at gmail.com. Yes, yes, GagRealPod at gmail.com. And or you can go to our website, which also hasn't been updated in a little while. Yeah, that one I I do need to get back to. But GRP.C. Go there and uh, leave a bunch of weird spammy stuff because we haven't touched it in a while. And let's see what happens. Yeah. That's it. Have a good one. Gagadoodle dandy. Dupla doo. Keep it real. Gag Gag real. It's over now.